Hello, you're listening to Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real, and I'm Lisa. I'm the one here keeping it real. And it is Friday, October 4th, 2019. I cannot believe it's October already. And hey, I've missed you this week. I gotta tell you, it's been a crazy week. Um, I'm just thankful I've got up and showered and dressed to work on time and Made it through the day with a smile on my face every day. <laughs> um, just crazy busy, crazy busy. And not doing very well at balancing the many um, balls I'm juggling currently. Too much on my plate. And I need to work on that. So I have plans for the spring, but I'm already committed for some stuff through until snow flies. So until then, it's deep breaths and learning the word no for spring and moving into the holiday season and beyond. My answer will be no, thank you. Thanks for thinking of me, but no. And figuring out, taking some more time for myself and um, investing time and energy in what God's called me to do and what brings me joy and peace and what I'm passionate about. So one of those things is getting on the podcast. I miss it and I've just been so stinking tired. I can't get my dead derriere out of bed. So I'm going to start something new. So I think I have a plan figured out for October. So we'll see how October goes and see if my plan of action works. I think it will. But it is a faith-filled Friday on the podcast, and we're going to start a new series, and we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, and today we're just going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. So if you want to grab your Bible, you can do that. Um, I will read it to you. Always do. Um... So you can listen while you're driving or doing your hair or doing the dishes, whatever it is you do while you're listening to your podcast. I will be reading it to you, but I'll give you a little, you know, slight musical commercial and I'll be right back and we will dig into this Faith-Filled Friday and we're going to journey through Matthew 6 for a few weeks. All right, don't go away. If you're able, open your Bible, because if you can hear it and see it, you're going to absorb it a lot easier than just listening to me. All right, I'll be back. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. And if you, a lot of the Bibles have this titled, like subtitled for prayer. And I'm going to read from the New International Version. Matthew 6, starting at verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, 
who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8 from the New International Version. I think it's important that when we think about prayer, prayer is simply talking to God. And you can do it wherever you are. And it can be while you're out for a walk. It can be while you're doing the dishes. It can be while you're cleaning the toilet for the love of Pete. Prayer is a conversation with God. Yes, we can pray at church. And, you know, for a lot of people, they feel more connected to God when they're at church. Yeah, when you have that relationship with Jesus, that relationship with God, you learn that you can talk to him wherever you are. There's places that you will feel more connected, yet the ability to lift a prayer and have a conversation with God are available to you 24-7, 365. No matter where you are, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what is going on, you can pray. And this, this little chunk of scripture reminds us that, you know, you don't have to be standing in a synagogue with your hands lifted high with this almighty blah, 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 you know, until the cows come home and nobody's listened to you anyway. Prayer is between you and God. And verse six, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Verse 6, it's a private matter. You know, it says go into your room and close the door. And God sees what's done in secret. It's a personal conversation. And I think there's power in something powerful about verbally enunciating our prayers aloud and um, that enhances our prayer when we can hear our voice and hear it going to God. Yet, if I'm, I'm struggling or up faced against a challenge where I can't necessarily say a verbal auditory loud prayer I can pray to God in my heart and I can be praying to him as I'm dealing with whatever life has tossed me at that moment and God hears that prayer that's done in secret that's done from my heart to him he hears that he sees that and that's kind of cool if you really think about it Because a lot of the Old Testament and a lot of the older thinking was 
unless you were at a church, unless you were of a high um, caliber with the church, you were the only ones that could talk to God. A gift that God left us when Jesus was crucified on the cross was that when Jesus was crucified and died on the cross and then rose again three days later and he went to heaven, he left us the Holy Spirit to intercede for us, to be that messenger in that prayer so that there was no need for a veil. There was no need or anything keeping us from having a conversation with God. He opened that door and you don't have to to be in the church. You don't have to have someone else do your prayer for you. It is an intimate, personal relationship, an intimate, personal conversation with God. And, you know, it's one of the many things that we have to be thankful for because of the um, crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. And if we go into verse... uh, Eight, you know, he says, don't be like the pagans, because even they can, you know, lift up a bunch of almighty words. Um, you know, we need to go right to the Father. And I'm, I'm going to keep it real. That's what you're here for, right? Living with Lisa. It's one sister's journey, keeping it real. Here's the reality. I spent time going to psychics and... Um, like message circles in the past a long time ago because I thought that that would give me the peace and fill the voids that I had after my sister's disappearance. Yet they didn't fill the void. They only made the void bigger. And in this these verses of scripture that's what it's talking about that even the pagans that think they will be heard will use the lord's name and they do you know i ha- went for psychic readings and they said in jesus name yet you go elsewhere in the bible and it tells us that you know psychic readings are not from god and I, I don't know, this, just this, this little bit on prayer and how it talks about that, you know, not to, you know, basically saying you can pray, but you don't need to be praying these big, loud, auditory, rambling prayers, because even pagans do that. Even people that don't believe in God will do it because it makes them look good. And that's what I think of sometimes are the psychics and whatnot that will say in Jesus name you know Lord be with this reading but when you go to other parts of the scripture you know it talks about how we shouldn't be doing that and in Matthew he says you know don't be babbling like pagans we don't have to babble God already knows our heart he already knows what we're going to pray he knows what we need and it can be as simple as Lord help me And there's verses in the Bible that when we don't know what to pray, 
We can just say, Lord, I don't know what to pray. I give it to you. And he takes that and the Holy Spirit uses that and maneuvers that to what needs to be um, articulated to God. We don't know what to pray, yet God knows what we need to be praying for, and the Holy Spirit does that for us, and that is so cool. Let's take a jump over to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, verse 26. New International Version, the NIV. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. It's right there in Romans. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit, capital S Spirit, Holy Spirit, Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Um, the New Living Translation, the NLT for Romans 8.26, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. We are not always going to know what to pray and when to pray and how to pray. Yet when we feel the call to pray, we can just say, God, I don't know. I don't know what to pray. But I call out to you. And God will be there and God will answer. In a way that only he can and trusting that to him. Is such a um, I'm I don't know I, I I'm not getting the right word in my brain and I just I'm so sorry um I want to say it's a gift to God because that means we're trusting Him it's an example of our relationship and our faith but that's that's just not coming across clear but. So when we pray, you know, close the door, make it intimate. You know, it may not be a physical door. It just might be a mental door where you shut out the world and spend some time with God and just talk to him. That's what prayer is, talking to God. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be big. It does not have to be this elaborate la-di-da, you know, the parting of the water. It is having a conversation with God. And when we infuse prayer in all we think, say, and do, you will notice a difference and a change in your life and in your attitude. And, you know, in this week, I've really been more focused on praying my way through the day. And instead of letting stress or worry or anxiety win, I've just lifted it. And none of them were 
loud verbal prayers. They were prayers from my heart and mind to God. Lord, give me the words to say. Lord, calm my anxious heart and mind. Lord, take away any stress and worries I may have. Lord, open the hearts and the minds of those around me to hear and to feel your presence. And things like that. But I didn't say them out loud. I said them from my heart voice to God's heart. And he heard them. And he answered. And uh, a person, yes, I think it was yesterday, said, It's nice to see your smile back. I've missed it. You just haven't been here the last couple of weeks. I've been worried about you. And I said, I'm so sorry. I, and as much as I thought I looked like I was calm, cool, and collective at school, I obviously wasn't. People were seeing that stress. And this week I have been more purposeful in getting the Bible verses in my brain and spending time talking with God and praying throughout the day. And instead of mumbling the stresses to myself, I'm mumbling prayers to God. And it's working. Because I had felt it. Yet God used one of his angels, his messengers, to remind me and say, Look it, I'm right here. You may not notice it 100%. I'm right here. I've lifted some of that stress. I've got your back. And God always has our back. We just have to keep that line of communication open. And next week, um, next Friday, we're going to start looking at the Lord's Prayer. I'm not going to give you an exact number of how long it's going to last, but we are going to delve into looking at the Lord's Prayer, kind of like we looked at Psalm 23 earlier in the year. And that was a few weeks long. If you missed that, please go into the archives for the podcast. And on Fridays, I just really broke down Psalm 23. And we're going to do the same thing with the Lord's Prayer from Matthew. And we'll read it from different versions like I have um, in the past. So each week I'll read the Lord's Prayer in its entirety and from the different versions And then talk about like a specific part of it. I don't know how many weeks it'll last, but um, that'll be the focus of a Faith-Filled Friday. So I hope this little snippet on prayer encourages you just to infuse your every moment of your life in prayer, talking to God. Whether it's audible to where you hear your voice, or it's silent and it's in your heart song from your heart to God's. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. And the reality is, that's my foundation. That's what I, that's what gets me through the day. And I hope that you have that same hope and foundation in your life. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you next week, if not sooner. You've been listening to Lisa on... One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real.